Hello, podcaster. It's Charlie here from the business of podcasting. And in today's episode, I am joined by the one and only Kim Barrett of The Kim Barrett Show. Now, Kim is someone that I've known for about 10 years now. And to his credit, he's a guy that's been laser focused on paid ads and in particular Facebook and Instagram ads. And because of that focus, he's really one of the people that is on the bleeding edge of what is working and what is getting results for him and his clients. So in this episode of the podcast, we do a deep dive in how to use Facebook and Instagram ads to grow a podcast. Now, growing a podcast with ads and doing podcast amplification is something that I think is going to become more and more important for growing a show and reaching new people as the podcasting space becomes more competitive. Now, in particular, in this episode, what we talk about is Kim's three-prong strategy for targeting. So if you are going to run ads, how do you make sure you get your ads in front of the right people? The second part is we talk about budgets, like how much do you actually need to spend on ads to get a result? And I think it's quite surprising here. It was much lower than I expected. Um, I actually assumed it would be a little bit higher, but nonetheless, I trust him on his word here. And then lastly, we go into some advanced strategies, and I mean advanced. These are some things I hadn't thought of or considered with ads and unique ways to grow a podcast itself. Now, if you're someone who wants to grow your podcast more aggressively and start using paid ads, then I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. If you're someone who hasn't considered paid ads for growing a show, I think this episode is really going to open up your eyes to just what is possible and just new avenues you might be able to take with your show. Now, before we get into this episode, I also wanted to mention that I've just finished designing a quiz. Now, this quiz is designed to help you understand how your podcast actually compares to one of the shows we have at Valor Media. Now, something I was always very curious about was like, you know, am I doing the right things and does my process and everything I'm doing on my podcast actually compare to what the best podcasts are doing. And that's been the whole design here is you can go through this quiz, get a score and then work out, well, am I doing the right things to grow my show and get the success I want from podcasting? So I'll make sure to include a link with this episode. Well, my wonderful team will make sure to include a link whatever the, wherever this episode is. Now, without further ado, let's hit into this interview with the one and only Kim Barrett. Welcome to the podcast, Kim Barrett. How are you doing, Kim? I am doing super well, my man. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. This is a conversation I am eager to have because it's something I have been experimenting a lot with myself. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about paid ads and really getting into the nitty gritty of how you can, I suppose, complement your podcast with paid ads to achieve more growth or more leads or more sales. Um, and I don't think there's anyone more suited to this conversation than you. So um, really interesting. And I want to give his quick backstory for context. So this is going back, I reckon, it must be like eight or nine years now. It's got to be getting close to that of when mm. we first met. Um, both Kim and I were running paid ads uh, marketing agencies and Kim still does to this day. But going forward into that, Kim has been someone I've always relied on to help me with paid stuff. And it's nice to be coming back through this. So just for some context in the conversation, Kim, um, what you do as a business and then a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, as you mentioned, like we specialize in paid Facebook and Instagram advertising. And we've been doing that for, yeah, 
uh, I've been doing it for about 16 years. And then as a company, we just hit our fifth birthday uh, this year, which was pretty cool um, as a proper incorporated entity, if you will, uh, which was pretty awesome. So yeah, we help people by either doing their marketing for them or helping them install our marketing systems into their business as well. And um, my podcast is uh, pretty self-centered, I suppose it's called the Kim Barrett Show. Um, so it's really, I just bring in, um, bring in cool guests that are doing, I would say just good things in business. And then I kind of try and break down and pull apart what's the sort of strategy and approach that they're using to do it. How are they thinking differently about those things? And then, you know, um, selfishly figuring out how I can then apply it to my business as well. Um, and then bringing on, you know, if I can find cool people, great, but always try and bring it back to some marketing and business approaches to, to break it down so that my audience gets the benefit of what these people that are you know, either at the top of their game or um, just absolutely crushing it in different areas, what they're doing and, and how they approach things so that they can take a little bit of that and apply it to their businesses and lives as well. Yeah, so it's a show certainly worth checking out. And I think um, you're downselling it a little bit. There's some phenomenal episodes on there with some very high caliber guests like Grant Cardone, um, and many, many others who I think are just fascinating, some really high quality episodes there. So listeners, you can go and uh, check that out. But today we might even do another episode at some point, Kim, on your podcast, but I want to yeah. keep this hyper-focused because I think a lot of the audience, a lot of the people that uh, receive my emails and talk to me want to know more about this stuff. So straight out of the gate, I want to know, how do you think about paid ads and podcasting and how they can work together? Yeah, well, I mean, ever since we've started, I've always kind of been obviously paid ads is my jam. So I'm like, cool, how can I do this? How can I grow my podcast um, with that? So obviously, you know, off the back of your your great recommendation, our show is video and audio. So obviously, if it's on a video platform, then, um, you know, we can also heavily leverage that, especially when it comes to Facebook. So we run our show on Facebook. And so to me, immediately it was like, well, sweet video ads right it's like i can pump people towards this um and really try and build that up obviously the only uh i would say not kind of uh i suppose con to that is when we do that is that's kind of my main focus so that won't really reflect in my eyes it's not going to reflect on obviously any of the actual podcasting platforms or stats and whatnot it's not going to show my my downloads or listens or subscribers and it's not doesn't really necessarily grow there because we release the whole episodes, release the whole thirty minute episode on Facebook. So for most people, if they like Facebook, they're not really necessarily as enticed to jump across to iTunes or Stitcher or you know even the website or anywhere else to go and listen to it because they've got the whole full episode there. So if uh, from a um, I probably suppose an egotistical numbers perspective. Our numbers on other ones would probably look much lower because every like we we like our main source where we pump it towards is is on Facebook. So, we'll out my goal is that each episode I'll get at least probably depending on the episode. My goal is to get like ten thousand views per episode, um, and then as a byproduct of that, I'll go back and measure how many of them were long views versus just oh, okay i had ten thousand three second viewers obviously it's not very good but uh try and get people to watch as much of the podcast as possible so which is working pretty well at the moment especially at the time of recording this like the cost is so cheap they are uh, the cpm so it's like you know we can get in front of a thousand people for six bucks at the moment is um is pretty crazy so we we've always had that heavy focus at the start so so many nuggets already. Um, I just want to bring this back to context because I, I find this interesting. I suppose the question I would want to ask here is that do you see it as a problem 
that your podcast is being viewed on on Facebook as a platform rather than something like Apple Podcasts, for example. And just to give some context to that before you go into that answer, I want to make sure that we round this conversation so anyone listening could understand. Uh, Kim does a video podcast, so he's got video and audio. He's publishing that full video episode on all the platforms, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, like he's putting that video in the places people are. And then rather than using ads to, let's say, take people from Facebook to iTunes or to Spotify, he's actually taking them directly to that full video on Facebook itself, um, which is something I do for my own show and is working very well for me. But I want to know how you feel about keeping it on that platform. I mean, the only thing, and I, I don't know this for sure, but I know that when I've been when I've been hitting people up, <clears throat> hitting people up and trying to get them on the podcast, they're like, "Cool, how many downloads do you have on iTunes?" Like, and how many things? Like that? I'm like, "Well, look, I'll uh, you know I'll, I'll find out and I'll give you those stats." But we have X, Y, Z, like ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand views on our Facebook episodes. I don't know if necessarily people give that as much validity as. Uh, and this is my personal assumption because I've known they're like, there's some people I've heard that you need to have X number of listeners or X number of uh, uh, subscribers on your on your podcast to try and get them on. So even though I've gone in with my and my podcast episodes on Facebook are way higher than their minimum requirements, I'm still not kind of getting to the next step of getting them on. So to me, that's probably the only hindrance. But look, I've still managed to get some pretty cool guests either way. So I, but I, I think that's maybe one hindrance for me. Cause to be honest, people consume my stuff. I don't mind. You can, you can watch it on the TV. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on Facebook. You can go on and I'll put them on MySpace if people will watch it. But if I can get people to watch that a full, you know, spend half an hour with me, that's my real goal with it is just to get that deep relationship being built. So um, I don't mind, but I just think that that's, that's a potential hindrance. It's just people going like, oh, like how many have you got here to warrant if they all come on the show? Is maybe the only one. It's interesting. I think this is a challenge that many video podcasters face because if you have a video show uh, like we do here, like inadvertently there's going to be people watching on YouTube that don't show up in your Apple uh, audio downloads. Mm. I've kind of taken the approach that um, we have a spreadsheet and we track them all individually. So we'll bring in the stats from Facebook, YouTube, uh, and then obviously the audio platforms as well and kind of measure against. Um, My view has been though, is that I don't mind where people are consuming the content at all. Like I think Mm. consumption is key. And I actually didn't think Facebook would work for this. Mm. I didn't think people would watch podcasts on Facebook. And to, to my surprise that we have people that that's their platform. And then they've got into our email list and they're bought from us. So like, who, who am I to judge on how they want to consume their media? I'm not going to get in the way of a customer uh, taking the path they want or a client taking that path. Yeah, 100% agree. And that's why I was like, look, from, the, from, a, from a pure numbers perspective, that's the only thing that I can think that hinders it. But then as well, it's like, cool, if I can. So our approach is so we have a, three, a three-pronged approach to um, the way that we run the ads. So what we normally do is when we, so we, the video drops, ours drop on Wednesday morning, Australian time, right? So the video drops. So that day I'll set up and I'll duplicate three um, ad sets, if you will. So three audiences is what I'm going to go for. So we spend probably uh, maybe 20 bucks a day um, on them for a week. And if it's someone who's a really big guest or it gets really good traction, I'll let it keep running. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of touch, come back on my like evergreen strategy with that. But 
the, so the three problems that we do is number one is I choose a cold audience. So for example, if I was interviewing you on my podcast, Charlie, I would then go, great, I'm going to target podcasters or people that are interested in podcasting um, and that also have, because my goal with everyone when I refine it is because we do Facebook ads, is someone who's also a admin of a Facebook page. So my first audience, my cold audience would be podcasters, podcasting, people interested in podcasts that also have a Facebook business page. And that would be my audience. That would be my cold audience. That's where most of my budget goes into is to finding new people. So that would be the audience that I would run, probably Australia and the US, because you've also got some like US awareness. Then that's where I would I would focus on for the first one. The second audience that I do is big podcast hosts. So people that have podcasts. So if I can find guys like Pat Flynn, um, John Lee Dumas, uh, Entrepreneur on Fire, things like that, I have an audience of people that listen to businessy like people that have businessy podcasts so maybe lewis house as well as one um so i'd have that as my second audience that's like my podcast like i'm trying to get from other people's podcasts that would potentially listen to mine it's my second audience and that's again probably about the 10 bucks a day and then what i do is then i do a retargeting audience so the last one is anyone that's listened to over half of any of my other episodes so i have them all in one audience so every week that gets updated so if I'm up to episode 30, if you and I drop episode 30, if you've watched half of episode 29 or below any of those, then I'll also retarget them with my new episode because uh, I don't like to rely on Facebook notifications, people just seeing it. Because if they're not in any of those two other audiences, if they're not in my cold or that podcasters, they won't see it. So I'll spend then about five bucks a day on the audience of people that have already watched it to just build in that repetition, get them hooked so that they hopefully watch more and more and more. So they're the three, that's the three prong, uh, three pronged approach that I have to get people to watch that episode on Facebook. I really like that mix. And I, I just want to bring a couple of things uh, into light here. So we've got three ad sets or three audiences we're targeting each week when a podcast episode goes out. Now you mentioned you're spending about $20 a day on this what do you think the minimum is someone can spend on facebook ads to get a result with podcasting i mean at the moment it's like you throw a dollar at them right so um because this the cost per impression which is basically like how much does it cost you to get in front of a thousand people is kind of like the universal advertising metric if you will uh it's so cheap at the moment with everything that's going on in the world so even if you just had a dollar so let's let's just say if it was even in normal times, and I'll just choose some random numbers. But let's just say the normal in the normal times, if you chose one of those audiences, it costs you twenty bucks to get in front of those thousand people. Let's just say, right? So if you're spending one dollar, that means that you would still be able to get in front of fifty people a day. That would be shown in front of fifty people a day. So to me, that's still a good use of money. Like even at a dollar. So we um, our evergreen strategy is actually after each episode. I will keep the cold audience going at a dollar for several weeks. And then once a month, I'll check and see which um, of my old episodes is doing the best or the worst. And I'll have about 10 episodes going at any kind of one time. Um, and then I'll just turn off the ones that aren't doing that well. The way that I actually measure that though, is I pull which one has got the most 100% video views. So when Facebook always does this, and it's always been a funny thing, even with um, ads for big campaigns, some reason, when you drop a budget, you start to get even better performance when you had a higher budget. So I've had um, episodes where I've been running them at 10 bucks a day. They've done pretty decent and I drop it to a dollar a day and suddenly I'm getting like 
five, 100% video views. So five people watching half an hour for like 20 cents each, right? And I'm like, but when I was doing over here, it was costing me a dollar each. And now suddenly I drop it to a dollar a day and it's just going ballistic. Like, um, we, you know, we, we had um, uh, Grant Cardone on as one of our first episodes. And that one still, it's like every day I've get, you know, two, three, four people watching a whole half, half an hour episode of that. And I just let it keep running um, because it just keeps doing so well. So to me, even if you get those two, two people a day, right, or one person a day, and that watches 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of your episode. Like that's, that's a new person that likes what you're doing. So to me, even a dollar a day, if you're just starting out and you've just done your first episode or two, like just, I would just drop that just $1 a day on a colder audience. Um, I probably wouldn't worry too much about the retargeting then because I want to get new people coming to me and hopefully they'll like it and then stick around and watch it or go to the website and subscribe or follow one of my, you know, course of action in the podcast or something like that. So, I mean, on your thoughts there, it's like, even if you had a budget of a couple of dollars a day, it could be mm. very worth you doing. So what I really want to emphasize here is that even on small budgets, this is something that can make a big difference to a podcast. Now, I want to go back to our three-prong approach here. So mm. effectively, the way you're kind of breaking this down is that your first audience is people that would be interested in the host or the topic. So you're going yeah. after that. Then your second audience is podcasts that they may be interested in already or already listening to. And then your yep. third is that remarketing audience or people that have listened to your prior stuff. Now, now when I hear this, this is one of those things where it's like, how can organic compete when if you are going down the paid routes, this is the type of targeting you get. And this is one of my beefs at the moment. And I'm not saying organic can't work or there's not a place for it or anything like that, but I'm really starting to turn towards the idea that if you've got a podcast and you want to aggressively grow it, making sure you're getting it in front of the right audience is half the battle and it's near impossible to orchestrate well and organic when you can do this in paid. Would you agree with that? Yeah, like uh, I'm the same. I'm I'm impatient, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, cool. Why don't I have a hundred thousand downloads yet? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, why, why aren't there a million people listening to my podcast? I've done thirty episodes. What's going on? Um, so obviously, I know organic can take a long time to build up, but for me, it's like, cool. I can sit there and wait, and I've just like started a fire, and hopefully, it's going to catch and grow big. Or I can go and get my couple of barrels of gasoline and pour them on too, and then I'm going to get the a faster outcome, right? Um, so to me, that's always what I'm looking for. So if I can just put a little bit of fuel to it and um, I'll tell you a couple of uh, other little like um, hack around strategies I've been playing with as well. But to me, it's like, cool, if I can do that. And as I say, I might not be growing as much on, and I, I would, um, I would assume that my growth on the other platforms as well is a byproduct of that because that's the, the only really what, real way I'm promoting it is via email list and then via ads. Um, and me just sharing it, but that will, I would normally share the full episode. I don't share and go, go to, um, uh, Apple podcasts and, and, and listen to what I'm like, when I share it on my page, I share it the full video episode. So to me, it's just like, it's, it's one of the best ways. And, you know, I've seen guys like, I remember a couple of years ago, I was on um, Nathan Latka's uh, podcast and I saw his, one of his things and his video show that's only run on Facebook and he's got like, sponsors paying him a couple hundred grand a year and he just only runs on Facebook nowhere else. So to me, it's like, well, um, considering I do Facebook ads and whatnot, I'd be remiss if I didn't have a big focus on that and try and pump it. Don't get me wrong. I've tried a few other things, which I'll, I'll tell you about in a few minutes, but, um, I think it's just, it's, it's, if you're doing a video podcast, it's just gotta be done, especially if you, cause then if you get good guests, like for me, if I get Grant Cardone, I can target Grant Cardone followers. So for me, that cold, the first cold audience is like, it's done. 
It's like, good, Grant Cardone. Like I had Chef Pete Evans, target, Chef Pete Evans, pretty straightforward. Like, and then narrow down by a Facebook business page. So they're like business owners who, who like him as well. So for me, those things, it's just like, you can't get that anywhere else. And I'm getting targeted people. And then if they see an episode or two more of mine, I remember um, back when we had a podcast, Charlie, like there's a guy who listened to a movie probably did, I can't remember, maybe 50, 60 episodes. He listened to every episode and he went back through the entirety three times. And then he basically signed up and became a client. I'm like, I don't, like I didn't even listen. Like I don't even remember recording them. And he's going back and listened to our, our entire catalog of those three times. So I was like, if you can build that sort of per- and get that sort of person, then it's like it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you're going to build up some tremendous raving fans. Do you know podcasting is the only thing where I've ever heard stories like that? It, it mm. really is this very unusual relationship and an intimate relationship when you compare it to other forms of long form content. And I just think that's fantastic. I love hearing that, that it's like someone went through the catalogue and um, such a special thing. But I do find this interesting because I'd almost pick that in the coming years, Facebook will become more and more of a rival to YouTube. Like its video platform is becoming more serious. And when you hear things like this, like the ability to run ads to people that are watching a certain percentage of your content or the ability to... um, cheaply find your audience and bring them to your content like there are some really interesting strategies you can do now i I wanted to uh frame into this as well have you ever toyed with the idea this is something i'm playing with at the moment where i'm having some good success with of maybe just targeting people who are using ios devices and then taking them to apple podcasts or sending traffic to apple at all from your ads or taboo with your world now, I mean, look, that's one of the ones I've been testing with. But the only thing for me is like, I don't have, for me, when I spend money on ads, I'm like, I need the metric. Like, I need to know, like, what am I measuring? Like, if I'm sending people there, and I, like, to be honest, I could have it. But in all honesty, like, Charlie and Valor Media run my podcast. So I don't really look at much of the other other components. I'm like, is it good? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. So then I, I don't really look at my metrics on that. But look, if, if I could tell, I would spend more on it and I'll tell you some of the stuff that I've done and, and how I kind of measured it, but I would much spend much more. If I could go cool, I spent 20 bucks today and that meant that I had an increase of my, because the only thing is I can't tell the increase of normal rate. How do I know if that podcast was just really good or because I ran ads for a few days that that's what boosted up the listens. And then I got to be honest, I don't even know if I can tell how many subscribers I have. I haven't really looked into it because I leave it in your hands, but, um, those, those sorts of things, if I could measure that directly, have that direct correlation, I would spend way more. For me, it's like, cool, I know that I can measure on my the Facebook ads for the videos, how many, exactly how many 100% video viewers I got from that 20 bucks or 10 bucks that day. But I can't, like, I don't have, because I can't measure it, it's kind of in the ethers. I'm like, ah, oh. like, I, you might have a, a better way for me to be able to measure it. And if you do, I'll, I'll definitely do some testing. But what I did was I went and had a look at, so I just targeted, I did one broad one because what I was reading an article and it's like, for me to get the organic growth, you kind of got to hit the charts, right? And if you hit the charts you stick around, more people see your show and that should yield some organic growth. And I think I sent you a screenshot when I did it. So one day I decided to go, look, I'm just going to go worldwide with my targeting. I don't really care where they're from, the entirety of the whole world. And I'm going to target entrepreneurship. And I said, cool, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, you should listen to the Kim Barrett show. And I put a picture of my, like the thumbnail of my show on, um, on Apple and then targeted entrepreneurs, 
narrowed down by only people that have iOS. So the only thing I said was like, cool, people have to have an iPhone. They're interested in entrepreneurship. They're available in the entirety of the world, no specific countries. And then I just jammed some traffic to it. So I was getting people click through for like a third of a cent or something like that, like ridiculous, like super cheap traffic. And I just jammed it to my podcast on Apple. Um, so I just like, yeah, I think I sent, in one day I sent like 600 clicks to it, so 600 people um, across. And then the next day, um, so I looked at my, I use a platform called, um, just because it gives me nice little graphs and stuff, Chartable. So I have a look on there. Um, so the day before, it's like, there's like a chart stab, makes me sad every time I click on it. It's like, you're not in any cha- you're not in any charts right now. I'm like, oh, but but my podcast is good. Um, so it's like you're not in any charts right now. I was like, okay, cool. So the next day, I jammed 600 clicks to it. The day after, I refresh and it's like it was like the top 300, top 200, top 100, like in all different places, and they have their own charts as well, chartable. So I hit the top of their charts just by jamming that traffic to it. So then I left it, and then it seemed to kind of like taper off. So then I paused it again, and then like a week or two later, did it again, jammed it, and it did the same thing. So, um, you know, that, I don't know if it was just that it was an influx of listeners that pushed it up and then because it stays the same, then it kind of correlates to where everyone else is sitting. But just by doing that, that kind of jammed me up the, up the ranks really high and I haven't tried it for long term because then I did a, then I wanted it to being a, you know, crazy entrepreneur marketing mind. I'm like, oh, that worked a little bit. Let me just turn that off completely and start something new. Um, so why, why would of I keep course, going? definitely. That's what you do. <laughs> Yeah. Why would I, why would I just keep doing that if it worked? Um, so then what I did is I got featured. Um, so I, uh, one of my uh, business partners and I partnered up in a PR agency earlier, uh, late last year. And so I was in a feature for entrepreneur magazine that had like the top 20 podcasts to listen to in 2020, um, which was awesome. So I was like, cool. Now I was like, I wonder, and I've still got this going and it seems to be still working quite nicely. So what I did was I jammed a whole heap of traffic to that article. So I did it again. People interested in Entrepreneur Magazine because it's in Entrepreneur Magazine and podcasts. And then um, uh, what did I, no, no, I did? Oh, yeah, I did Entrepreneur Magazine and then narrowed by people that also like podcasts. I just And I did worldwide again, but I just jammed as much traffic as possible. So I think I sent like 5,000 over a couple of weeks, like 5,000 people to that article. So they're going to Entrepreneur. They're seeing that the Kim Barrett show, I'm like, uh, unfortunately not in the, cause the top couple were like uh, Lewis house and stuff. And then I'm like number 10 or 11 in the list. But my goal is that like, ideally, hopefully they'll read the whole thing. So what I did is I put a, and I don't want to go too technical on what I did, but um, there's basically a few different little pieces of software that if you put in a URL, you can actually include your Facebook tracking pixel on there as well. So I put that in my, I uh, put that in and I put the URL that they gave me in my ad so that everyone that clicked through to the article became my audience. So I wasn't just sending them there, hoping that they would go and get to me because it does have a link to the podcast and Omni and stuff. But um, I had that audience that I created of, you know, uh, 5,000 people that clicked on it. Then I sent an ad to all of those people saying, hey, the Kim Barrett Show is awesome. It was a top 20 podcast on Entrepreneur. Click here to subscribe and follow. So that's still running now and I'm, I can, again, I'm only assuming, but it seems to be working quite nicely because now the people like the cost, my click cost is up a bit higher about you know, 20 cents or 30 cents, um, still cheap as chips. But those people now have read about my podcast in an article and then now they're seeing an ad being like, hey, this podcast is in that magazine. 
that you like and you read about, come back and subscribe to it. And that seems to be working quite nicely at the moment as well as my little kind of uh, hack around strategy. So that's that's still going. I'm still running that one because it seems to be, it's getting me slightly, because I didn't want to just have like be sending bulk traffic and then bouncing off and then not listening to it. So I was like, cool, I'm set, slowing it down a little bit, pumping people to this article and then sending them to my podcast after. And that seems to be working relatively well so far. That's so interesting for so many reasons. Um, I find it quite fascinating in the idea that most of the people I know who are sending traffic to, let's say, Apple, right, can see some result. They're like, right, when I run ads to Apple for iOS users or from the PR article like this, in some way at maybe a macro level, they can say, look, I'm going up the charts, something's happened here, we can see something. But there's such a gap in the metrics still on like how effective is it? And it's this kind of gap that kind of prevents people from spending more on it or going harder on it. And I think, in all honesty, based on some of the things I'm seeing, we're going to see some big changes in podcasting soon. We are getting much better data and they are allowing us to get more of this um, stuff. But it's like, it feels like a lot of us are trying to work out unique ways to do it to try and get some result out of it. And I love Mm. that strategy around the PR, like sending it to an article and then sending it to the podcast itself. How I've had to approach it, is much like this is we've actually gone to the idea of like, we'll just do one thing for a month so that there's no other thing contaminating this data so we can see what it works. So currently at the moment, to your delight, Kim, we're only doing paid traffic for our podcast. So all our promotion for my podcast, this podcast you're on now will be promoted in the same way. Everything is paid. And then we've taken like a starting point and had a run so we can see the impact of that because we just haven't been able to see ways around it without trying to like trying to isolate it as best we can to measure results. Now on the idea there, so you've mentioned one strategy of like, instead of taking people from a Facebook ad to direct to your podcast, taking them to this article, have you experimented with any other parts? And for example, another guest on this show uh, or guests, Rob and Kennedy, they very much focus on building their email list from Facebook ads or one of the ad platforms and then they use their email list to take people to their podcast. Have you thought of any other pathways or things you've experimented with in your own show? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, being that we're paid, like everything of mine is like a a paid approach kind of directly to something. So the other one that I did, um, and again, it seemed to work okay and then I can't remember why I stopped doing it. uh, as classic, classic marketing brain. <laughs> I feel uh, like you're the plumber with the leaky toilet, but like in reverse, <laughs> it's like yeah. you're the paid ad guy that's got things working and just not won't do it anymore. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, we'll just change it. So what we did next was um, the next thing that we tested out, and it did work. And again, I can't remember why I'm not doing it, um, which is cool. Uh, what we did though is we just started running Instagram swipe up ads only to iOS. Um, so what we did is the episodes, we would have the guest and it's like, cool. So for example, we had a few people that were quite popular in Perth. So again, my marketing was like, cool, Perth lady, girl bosses, um, and then ran the, uh, that person's image on a swipe up. And it's like, cool, swipe up to hear this episode with, you know, um, for example, Charlie Valor target your audience and swipe up and send them straight to iOS as well. So doing a, like a nice, like short 15 second kind of graphical um, Instagram swipe up one because Instagram swipe ups work quite nicely and you can get the right person. Then that works really, really well. Also um, the other thing I haven't done, which I've been toying with asking is asking people to, um, 
to. And I mean, look, people may accept it, people may not, but asking if I can get people to share their audiences with me, their Facebook audiences, and then I'll run traffic to their, like, for example, their facial pages. So it's like, cool, share your, create a custom audience of your page engages and send it to me and I'll run traffic to it or share it with me. Um, and then the same with also asking them to kind of like, let me be, so the reason why I say that is like if I do a post on, on Instagram or on Facebook, I can tag the partner for the post. So for example, if you do it and, and it would probably work well, cause I have a verified page as well, but you can cross share and be like, cool, like chat, like Valor media with Kim Barrett running this. But if I, if I give you permission, you can also run it. And if I post it, then you can run that ad from my page as well. So kind of giving that extra validity. So I, that's one thing I've been toying with, but I'm not sure how good it will be to get, um, how people will be on board with it. But it's like, cool, post this snippet of our podcast together with the, you know, the link to watch it or the full episode if you want to and tag me in it. And then I'll run the ad because I get tagged in it through your page. And I'll get you a hundred thousand views on the or fifty to ten thousand views on the on that podcast episode, but that like I catch that audience as well. So that's another one that I've been kind of toying with and just figuring out the best way to roll it out. But um, from memory, the Instagram the Instagram swipe up ones worked really well. I think it was just because our team got overloaded because um, our team I had my internal team do the graphics for the swipe ups and then. Um, they kind of got bogged down. I think that was what, why I stopped. They got bogged down with some other work and then they just didn't have the time to, to do those every single week. Um, but I would think that by having that also, that obviously gives me another asset that I could share with the guest and be like, cool, you can have this. It's all branded around you and then go hard on their audience and get swipe ups and send that to the, um, to the iOS uh, Apple podcast episodes as well. I've actually never heard of anyone using swipe up ads or podcasting ads. So that's quite a unique strategy as well. So we've got a few here is that you could uh, swipe up ads and then also taking advantage of like PR or articles um, and taking people to an article instead of just direct stuff. One of the things I'm really noticing here though is you're not directly just promoting your podcasters. Hey, you should come listen to the Kim Barrett show. Like it seems everything you're doing is like very focused on an episode or being relevant to the audience so that it's like very intent based is like rather mm. than just a general ad, which I, I like as well, because if you can be relevant to a person's problem, I think you've got a much better chance of someone actually tuning in. Well, I always just think about how I like, I've never gone to someone's podcast because they're like, cool, this is the, like, come listen to this show. And I mean, even with yours, like when I tune into certain episodes, it's, and I probably would have been before when you were doing more email promotion, It'll be like, cool, uh, this episode's coming out with such and such who got like spent 200 grand on paid paid placements or such and such who got a million dollars in sponsorship or whatever the titles might be. I'm like, ah, cool. I, I want that. So I'm going to go for it. And then once I'm there, I'll go and listen to all the other stuff as well. But it's not necessarily because it's like the business of podcasting, you know, like um, shows because that episode grabbed me. So I'm like, well, and I look at all the podcasts that I've gone and that I'm a subscriber of and I listen to. Most of the time it's because there was one cool episode or one cool guest. And I was like, ah, this, like, I want to listen to this really grab that. And then I've got sucked into that world. So that's what I try and do, especially because I'm going for the colder audiences. It's like, cool. If you like Charlie, listen to him. That's like, oh, that Kim guy asked him some good questions. Maybe I'll listen to the next episode as well. And then try and use that to kind of get them into my world. I did some big testing here. Like this is something I spent quite a bit of time on and overwhelmingly I think uh, going the topic or the problem. So whatever the episode is and about, 
has done about, I'll say, five times better than this broad promotion of the show. I set up this big split test, and, you, and you'll laugh at this. We made like a trailer for our podcast. So we made like, as you would imagine for a movie, like a short clip on like, you know, the benefits of the business of podcasting. Made a cool little video, put so much into it, great graphics and all these things. And then against that, we made just, a, we took the first couple of minutes of a podcast episode and just said, oh, if you like this so far, like you probably like the full episode, like go and listen to the whole thing if you have this problem. And I thought the trailer was going to like smash it. It was like so highly produced and like it, it just, it looked really great. It is still a great trailer, but I could not believe how much better something around someone's problem or something that would help them did um, in relevance there. So I definitely think that is the approach. I wouldn't just do broad promotion ads uh, in my world at all. Yeah, but I would say the one thing I would encourage you and you get your team to test is run that trailer on Instagram though, because the flashy high-produced stuff on Instagram is the stuff that kind of works. But then on the other platforms, I find the problem-based stuff like on Facebook and that when I'm talking about the episode titles and we like to try and think about them um, to make sure that they're going to be decent, like that's grabs people there. But on Instagram, the more like flashy and cool it is, like the, the better. So that is a perfect segue to my next question, Kim, because you are definitely a Facebook and Instagram ad specialist. I would say you're probably one of the best in the world uh, on the topic. How do you view the, I suppose, plethora of platforms and how they're different? So I know you've got a lot of experience in Instagram and Facebook, but are you looking at things like YouTube ads or Twitter ads or are you viewing them differently or staying away from them? Are they universally different or a lot of similarities? I mean, they they all are slightly different. And look, to be honest, I'd love to be pumping. Um, I'd love to be pumping Twitter ads, but I went into. I can't remember. I must have done something wrong, and I ran an ad to something that I shouldn't have in my. But the Twitter ad account, I have is shut down. So um, I haven't. I haven't done any testing on that purely because I haven't been able to yet. And then I try to set up a new account, and I don't know. I, I must have hit the spam. I must have done something dodgy in my setup. Um, so I, I definitely want to test that out though as well. But I mean, look, YouTube ads also, which are, are an interesting one. I think it's like unless you've got someone super recognizable or you've got a super recognizable hook, I think it could be quite difficult. Um, so then when I look at YouTube ads, it's like it's got to like it's got to grab you instantly. If it, and if it doesn't, like it's you know. Whereas at least in, on the other platforms, if I see a video pop up cool title i'll kind of listen to a bit but on youtube if it's like the first part doesn't like absolutely crush you and grab you then it's like i, I think it will be harder i'm definitely willing to test it out but again i my because my like twitter i've run ads on and i have a bit of a little bit of experience with so i'd be happy to to test there because i know the platform more youtube i probably suck more out than a little bit of playing with ads on there we're trying to upskill our team in that at the moment so once my team is good at that i will probably get them to test some stuff there um and i've been i've been thinking about i was thinking if i could find a good one and i have some good episodes about running some um linkedin video ads as well you can do obviously video ads on linkedin too so i haven't yet but that's like my my kind of hierarchy of order is going to be like well, testing with Twitter. Then I'm going to test a little bit with some LinkedIn video ads, and then I'm going to go to, to the YouTube ads once the team's kind of upskilled in that area. Yeah, it's re it's really interesting, um, and even your thoughts. I, I would say overwhelmingly, like I'm running ads on I think all of them but LinkedIn at the moment. Hmm. And the reason is that some of our shows, depending on whose show we're looking after, um, their audience is there. So my kind of view has been you got to start with where the audience is at. So if you know your audience is on Facebook or you know your audience is on Instagram or YouTube is like, that's likely to be the best platform for you. 
Um, the second thing with that, though, is that I think uh, particularly Facebook is so much easier than the rest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, honestly, someone who's never done it before but just uses Facebook, if you gave me an afternoon to, and some YouTube videos, they'd probably be able to get a basic ad up these mm. days. It's very, very user-friendly. Um, where Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube are, are definitely not. Um, there's mm. some intricacies. Twitter I'm loving at the moment because of it's like you can target any Twitter handle. Like anyone who's got an account you can target. We get some very granular targeting that you cannot get on the other platforms, but you're very limited in you only are allowed two minutes and 20 seconds of video. So you've got to use really short ads to do well there and definitely super buggy. Definitely, definitely super buggy. You can do everything right and it just won't work and then you do it tomorrow and it does work. So I think they're, they're still in the development stage <laughs> a little bit there. But yeah, that's what I found before as well. Yeah, but I mean, um, I will say this, it's a little bit cheaper than Facebook as well though, although all mm. of them are super cheap at the moment. YouTube's one I've been um, playing with uh, more and more with some help with some other people. And um, the way I kind of think about it at the moment is like YouTube is a different animal altogether. If you imagine mm. like Facebook and Instagram, it's like the difference between a lion and a tiger, where it's like, if you were to think about YouTube, well, it's an elephant. It's completely mm. different. It's not, not even close to the same. And anything you thought would work on Facebook definitely won't work on YouTube. You have to approach it uh, much more in how you said of the idea of like, it has to be one of those YouTube ads where it's like you're capturing someone very early and almost creating unique ads to create it to the podcast. But I will report here, we have one show at Media right now crushing it with YouTube ads for their podcast. And I suspect um, more will come from this soon. So I'll report back on another episode on that. Um, all right. So I'm just looking through my list of questions here. And it's like, you've actually done a phenomenal job of uh, taking care of this. One of the things I always like to ask though, is that of the people you've seen doing ads uh, in general, and probably more specifically towards podcasting, is there any like common mistakes or common things you would really recommend people to avoid or stay away from? Yeah, I mean, look, I actually, to be honest, I don't see many people doing them. So to me, I've got to mean it's like it's kind of like a it's like a golden opportunity out there. But I'll give you one thing that I always like to do, which I think can kind of reduce your cost a fair bit if you do it properly. Which is that what a lot of, especially if you're going to run an ad for, like, if you're going to run it for like a week, two weeks, we're going to run it for a little while, or maybe even put it to evergreen, is that go back and remove people that have watched a certain percentage of your video. Um, so for example, what I like to do is anyone that's watched over 25%, so that's about seven minutes plus of a, um, a 30 minute video, say, right? Is I will go back and I'll create a custom audience of my people that have watched 25% of my video. And then I'll go back to my ad, um, my audience targeting and I'll remove them because I don't want to spend money keeping keep showing the same video to people that have already watched it and after that you're either going to watch the whole thing you'll save it and you'll come back or you didn't like it which is cool so to me that that's a waste of money because facebook will, sh will like keep showing that to the same people so that means that my cost goes up because if it's me and i see it and i was oh, this adding this this 30 minute video again i didn't like it before that kim guy's got a weird face i don't like that i'm not going to keep watching it so i don't want to keep watching it but Facebook will keep showing it because I watched it the first time for a long period so that I must be a good watcher. So to me, the big one is going back and removing that portion of the audience, right, of people that watch 25% or more 
because then you're only going to find the this going to find more new people to come through rather than keep showing to the, the people that have already watched the portion of so you, the cost per view will go down and you'll get in front of more people as you kind of clear out those people that have already um, watched it because they, they already know about you then they're going to go into your audience for next time so um, yeah that's one one little tidbit I would say that I think a lot of people kind of miss uh, I'll have to admit that this is something I have not tried or considered. So this is something I'll even experiment with in-house. But, I mean, this is just one of the reasons, again, why I'm, I'm so for the paid stuff. Not can you only pick who you want to target. You can also pick who you don't want to target. And it's yeah. like the idea that in what you said there that you can say, hey, this is an ad I want to get in front of new people. Anyone that's already watched more than 25% of this video, don't show them this ad. Make sure they don't see it again because it's not going to have that same effect. So I think that's a, a really powerful insight as well, Kim. Now, Kim, where's the best people? Oh, sorry, the best place people can come and learn more about what you do and, and follow along. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, by all means, check out our uh, our podcast, The Kim Barrett Show. You can see what we kind of get up to. Um, if you want to see and connect and kind of even just ask questions or whatnot, I'm real active on Instagram these days. So my handle there is at Real Kim Barrett. And if you ever want um, just to have a chat about what you're doing and, and see if we can help, um, we have a website called www.mogulcall.com where we, we help people become moguls of their industry is uh, what we kind of do. So yeah, that, there's a, a few questions there and you can book in and have a chat with us or if you need any help, we're more than happy to kind of oblige in any way we can. Uh, thank you so much, Kim. And we'll make sure to include links to everything uh, where this uh, show is seen. So wherever you're watching this right now, check out the show notes and you'll be able to uh, get access to Kim and go along with that. Um, really, I'm just sitting here going right now, this has been such a enlightening episode on the idea of just like how powerful paid ads are for podcasting. So I want to say thank you once again for coming on the show. I've certainly even got some new ideas to try for my own show. So thank you so much, Kim. It's been a pleasure to have you on the business of podcasting. My pleasure. Thank you, sir.